I pull, but it is wired down tightly. I hear footsteps outside. I panic, yank on the wire too hard. The wire slices my hand. I see my blood drip, but the locket is in my grasp. You! Boy! A man lumbers into the shop. It's the shopkeeper come from his house across the street. He lunges, grabs me, but I'm too fast. I squirm away and run, escape out into the fog, and I'm lost, disappeared. I walk along the docks, past the dark hulls of ships bobbing slowly. My heart is still racing. I try to calm myself. I listen to sailors laughing and arguing, their card game stretching into the night. I even venture a whistle. Nothing fancy, just my own tune. The shopkeeper will not find me, I promise myself. When he sees me in the daylight, he will not know it was I who wrenched out of his grasp in the dark shop. And he certainly would never guess that I have not stolen anything, only taken back what is mine. It should have been given to me when she died, this locket of my mother's. This will bring a pretty penny, they said at the poorhouse. It will pay for some of the extra food you eat. Can I help it if I'm always hungry? Then they expected me to stay on and keep working in the nailery, keep letting them beat me when they felt like it. As if I wanted to live in the poorhouse. As if Mom and I had wanted to be kicked out of our cottage on our farm. As if the blight was our fault and we wanted the crops to rot in the fields and had planned all along not to pay the rent to the lord of our cottage. But I chose the streets instead. I'd rather dig in the garbage heaps with the rats for my meals. Who knows? Maybe my mum would still be alive if she hadn't been a widow and hadn't had to work so hard. First for the greasy, fat gentleman who owned our farm and cottage, and then, after we'd been kicked off, making nails for twelve hours a day to pay our way at the poorhouse. Maybe she would still be alive if she'd had an easier time of it. Not my father, though. He would have drunk himself to death no matter what. I find my favourite hollow near the London Bridge. Spiked on a pole atop the bridge is the severed head of a traitor, a man who betrayed the Crown of England and paid for it with his life. I turn my face away so I don't have to look at those dull, staring eyes. I curl up to go to sleep. For this one night, the locket is around my neck, hidden under my shirt. One night. A sharp kick to the ribs wakes me. This looks like the one done it. Scraggy hair and scrawny as a broomstick. I'm on my feet in a split second. Grab him! I try to twist free, but hands close on my arms, my neck. It's the shopkeeper and his burly son. I thrash and kick. They tighten their hold until it hurts. The shopkeeper pulls the locket out from under my shirt. Ah, what have we here? He says. A grin shows teeth brown as worms. It's mine, I cry. Mine! They don't listen. They talk between themselves as they tie my arms behind me with ropes. The magistrate will enjoy this delivery. 
Another criminal off the streets. The sooner he's hanged, the better. I throw my head back hard. It hits the sun square in the chin. Yow! He cries. He made me bite my tongue. He returns my blow. One swipe with his hand to the side of my head, just like my father used to do. And just like in the old days, I see black. Feel my knees crumble, and I'm out before I hit the ground. Chapter 2 On Saturday, the 20th of December, in the year 1606, the fleet fell from London. Master George Percy, observations gathered out of a discourse of the plantation of the southern colony in Virginia. Some would say I am lucky. Others would say I am doomed. I escaped the gallows. That is why I am lucky.' 